This is Pursuing Wholeness. we record this few few days prior usually on a saturday evening um, with our warm tea we're both sitting here with our ginger green tea um warm you know with a the right amount of honey you know very very good for the immune system and just soothing to the soul so i got his quiet storm voice (laughs) his quiet storm voice you know Hmm. Soft and warm, soft and warm. <laughs> Only for those who from the Atlanta area who were, I guess, uh, what do you call it? Like y'all were down here in Macon. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all not supposed to be listening to V103, but y'all were down here trying to see what kind of signal y'all can get. So y'all no. can get the Atlanta stations. All I was doing was picking up, you know, the kind of music I like to listen to where I could pick it up, you know. So I didn't even know. I thought that. I mean, I don't know if I immediately knew that a lot of the stations that I picked up, aside from 97.9, were um, up y'all's away, you know. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm just trying to listen. I was just trying to listen to some music, some good music. Yeah, a lot of, we might have some listeners who are not familiar with this area. I know that we have an international audience. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Atlanta, the Atlanta area, south of Atlanta. And uh, Sean's from Macon, which is about an hour and a half south of Atlanta, about an hour south of where we lived. So um, mm-hmm. so that's where the context for y'all. But Right, right. Um, but, yeah, thank y'all for joining us. Um, so today we wanted to talk about, um, and we're going to just kind of see where it goes. And I'm sure that just based on the the general aim of this podcast, pursuing wholeness, this will be something that we talk about in some way, shape, or form. You know, many episodes. <clears throat> Anyhow, the topic is 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 more or less self sufficiency. So, you you know, y'all know these past several months, um, especially here in the United States, since about March. You know, we've kind of been living very non typically. You know. Um, in particular, in particular, you know, when, um, you know, we had a lot of these lockdowns around these various states and whatnot, um, you know, we were going to the grocery stores and they were out of everything. I mean, they were mainly out of toilet paper, Mm -hmm. you know, which I don't know, but anyway, you know, grocery store shelves bare in a lot of places, meat. You didn't see much of any meat. Now, vegetables, there's still a decent amount of vegetables and stuff, mm. you know, but certain things on the on the shelves and whatnot were gone. And, you know, and then you, you know, you know, maybe went to the gas station and I don't think gas actually ran out, but, you know, at least the lines were longer, 
Because everybody was like, man, we got to get that gas, man. We got to get that gas, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody was stocking up on everything. Right. Um. But anyhow, because I don't want to go too much on like a tangent, but um, a lot of the things that have happened over the past few months have been enough to cause us to think about um, self-sufficiency, you know. And, and um, I, I say also on the flip side of that, the dependency that we all have on our systems the thing the the fact that we take so much with the human-made systems um that have been created we take so much for granted until something like this happens and then it's like hold up we could actually you know stuff could actually run out yeah you know the thing is though that we even though in theory we i think that runs across our minds like how much have we really adapted our lives to that reality it's like we still are able to be lulled back into this this comfort that everything's going to be taken care of mm-hmm. and the question really you know is by whom <laughs> right who's going to take care of us and, and you know we kind of have this expectation that we're going to be taken care of but who are we relying upon mm-hmm. to take care of us mm-hmm. yeah i guess we rely on them you know, mm-hmm. whoever them is, is those shadowy people who are kind of like always back there in the corner. Making everything work. Yeah, making sure they're the ones that you can rely on to make sure everything is um going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know, and, and here's the thing, like when we discuss these kind of things, when we talk about self-sufficiency and whatnot, you must have had a thought based on how you looked. But um slightly, but but, you know, we don't talk about this stuff from like a standpoint of like, oh, you know, like fear or anything like that. Because um, to be honest, we've actually this stuff that we've actually been thinking about for quite a while, quite a while. Not even from the standpoint so much, though, of um, what if X, Y, Z goes down? I think our previous ways of kind of like discussing and thinking about self-sufficiency more so had to do with like why is it that humans don't for example take more of a part in producing their own food why do we go to grocery stores why do we why do we sit back so much and just kind of um use our money to buy things rather than procuring those things from our own hands and is that necessarily a good thing or always a good thing So that's kind of where we used to approach things more. So we used to think about that and talk about it. And then when this happened, you know, it kind of made us more so like exactly see this. This is this is partially why it's not necessarily, um, you know, expedient for us to to just kind of like just rely on our systems. And, you know, it's good to have certain skills, you know, self-sufficiency type skills yeah i think um i think as you say that though i mean the system is still providing for us yeah things are still working out you still go to the grocery store and you might not have like your favorite brand of potato chips but there are potato chips there which is a luxury in and of itself and you know you might like kettle chips, you might not have the type you like, but there's another brand of kettle chips even right. um, that's on the shelf. You might not, you don't have to go to the Lay's. 
because mm-hmm. they well they got Lay's Keller chips now, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's like we're we're even under extreme circumstances, we still don't really feel that urgency. I remember when um <laughs> when I say that thing about our oldest, um, but I remember when um what was it? It was what 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 happened? I, y'all excuse me, but there was something that happened, some major thing that happened. I guess maybe when we were um, dealing with like the wars in the Middle East, more actively engaged in those wars, um, we still like, it didn't really impact us. But a lot of times, like even in the history of the United States, when there was a war, then people felt it. They felt a pinch and they felt a need to cut back on their spending, cut back on their consumption. But we, in a lot of ways, and I have to be careful when I say this as I think about it, because maybe we, you and I, haven't been particularly impacted. And thankfully, people around us, family and friends, like we don't personally know a lot of people who have been severely impacted by this this pandemic financially economically which is a blessing mm-hmm. um but there are a lot of people who are so even though for them there is food on the shelves they might not have the money to buy the food which is something in and of itself but outside of that we haven't seen in this country in a long time where what's going on in the world actually like made it hard for us to get the things that we need. Mm-hmm. So, cause even, I mean, it's been, there's been food boxes left and right at the least, you know, even though money is tight for a lot of people, there's still food out there in the United States of America. No one should starve. Mm-hmm. Um, people probably do, but it shouldn't happen because of all the abundance of food that we have. So, mm-hmm. but the thing, I guess when I, went into that. The reason why I did is just to say that what you and I are talking about with us seeing the need for increased self-sufficiency based on what's going on with this pandemic and just what's going on in general right now. In theory, we see it, but in reality, we still don't quite see it because we haven't seen, you know, what it really means to not have the system work. Right. So I I think that, um, and I don't, I mean, I can't say I know we'll ever get there. I hope we don't. But I do believe this is like a wake-up call for us to say, what if things got to a point where I went to the grocery store and there was no food on the shelves? What Mm -hmm. if it happened? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I should be doing to prepare for that possibility or to allow myself to not be, <laughs> I won't even say it, but to not be, um, you know, left without a plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, de- I definitely agree that to the least, you know, a lot of what's going on has kind of like awakened a certain kind of consciousness and more, more of us, excuse me, um, about, yeah, what if what if stuff you know was really worse than this? You know, and it's it's so many people around the world who 
have really gone through where mm-hmm. their systems were totally obliterated. Mm-hmm. And so they really had to like, I don't know, they really had to, they had to harken back to like some sure enough survival type skills and things like that. You know, I, I still remember, I think, I think it was um, early 2000s, um, early to mid 2000s. And um, when we were in the midst of the war in Afghanistan and in Iraq, and I think I think it was around that time that I explicitly explicitly remember watching the news and hearing the encouragement to Americans to spend, spend, spend money, spend money. Mm-hmm. And I remember kind of thinking, like, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the midst of. Like a lot of our relatives, even my older brother was over there on a boat, um, you know, in the Navy or whatever. But we got folks fighting the war. And in contrast to the time, and this could easily go on a tangent, but in contrast to like World War Two, when it seemed like a lot of people around the country were apparently rolling up their sleeves and, you know, um, the men were all out fighting. So the women took the jobs and the factories and then, you know, people were growing gardens all around the country and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, in in modern day, we encourage to consume, mm-hmm. buy clothes, you know, buy, buy other consumer products, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like bolster your system. I guess it's supposed to kind of indirectly help, but it just kind of seemed a little odd. But perhaps that might be the subject or like some sort of um, something for another podcast. Right. I mean, because it's like, it's, it's kind of political too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a political situation. Because um, we, you know, we watched that, that documentary yesterday that kind of alluded to some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that, um, like, uh, we, this podcast, this episode is not about saying, like, y'all don't, don't be spending money, don't go shopping. Right. And, yeah. Y'all need to stop buying stuff. It's not, that's not what this podcast is about, but it's about just, you know, like people used to say, things to make you go, hmm, something to think about. Mm-hmm. And to just think about how dependent we are on them taking care of everything, as we said, you know, those people in the corner who are like just making everything happen. Because, I mean, on one hand, what about if for some reason, they weren't able to do it. And then on the, on another hand, what about if they didn't want to do it anymore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if the people who produce our food and um, make sure that we had our clothes and did all the different things that we rely upon, what about if they just decided they didn't want to do it anymore? It could be in any way. It could be a strike or it could just be somebody who's in power just decided they don't want to do it anymore. It could be something that, you know, anything. And I think that it... um it's a dangerous place to be in where everything in your life is dependent on people you, that don't even know you to, to provide. It's not even like, well, my neighbor grows the greens and I grow the potatoes. It's like somebody in Mexico is making sure, and not even the people in Mexico, it's like, you know, the people growing food in Mexico, companies that are owned by somebody in California Mm -hmm. and you know they don't necessarily have our best interest in mind Mm -hmm. they just doing what they have to do to make some money Mm -hmm. 
So it's it's like we're at their mercy. Mm-hmm. It kind of even makes me think about something else I was thinking in terms of not only self-sufficiency in the sense of providing for your own food and clothes or just having that ability and that know-how, but also self-sufficiency in our thought processes. It's mm-hmm. like we um we depend on other people to tell us how to think. And I think that that dependency in the way we think is dangerous, where people are more mm-hmm. so drawing conclusions and 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 shaping their lives around what other people have told them. I think that's like a dangerous thing as well. Um, that's but, a good point. And, and it's it and it, it it on what I, there's a one way I could go with that, but the way that I want to go with this, even in the way that we um the the, the way that we think about taking care of our bodies mm-hmm. and the food that we eat. It's like not only do we not produce our own food, but we don't think independently about the food that we consume. We don't consider, and a lot of times we don't know to consider, that the people who produce our food don't necessarily have our interests in mind. Like I just said, a lot of times they're more so focused on how can they increase their profit margin. Mm -hmm. And with that, they might not give us the healthiest food Mm -hmm. or they might not... You know, they might allow the food to be exposed to chemicals that are not healthy for us. But if we don't have an independent mind that pushes us to think about those things, we just eat what, quote, they tell us to eat. Mm -hmm. We decide what's healthy based on what they say. And we consume food without restraint because that's what they want us to do. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about that today, just in my own choices. Mm -hmm. Am I... Am I making choices based on what's best for me or am I making choices based on convenience or um, what's available or, you know, just what's easiest to to obtain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I mean, it it definitely goes hand in hand with the more obvious thoughts that we think about, you know, being more self-sufficient and whatnot, because a lot of the reason that we approach things the way that we do and that we are so dependent on our, you know, various, you know, systems um, is because we've been kind of like conditioned to think this way over a long period of time. You know, there was a time when there were times when, you know, people, you know, a lot of the food they ate was produced from their own hands. And, you know, if, you know, they for their health, they did a lot of remedies and whatnot. You know, grandmom and them mm-hmm. used to do, you know, especially to be honest, thinking about perhaps black folks, you know, who maybe didn't necessarily have access to the best care. Even mm-hmm. the, and, and care was only so good, you know, depending on what time you're talking about too. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyhow, over time, you know, because of different kind of things happening, you know, you know, healthcare became over time what it is now, and the food system became what it, what it is over time, and so we gradually learned how to operate in the system, and gradually forgot what grandmama and them used to do, mm-hmm. and um, and then you know, but whatever we do remember remember from what the old folks in our families used to do, we just kind of our condition now is to automatically think that 
they just they really didn't know what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. The things that they were doing really weren't um, necessarily good things, helpful things. You know, you saying that's what we have grown. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. what we're more accustomed to thinking mm-hmm. as well. As we've adopted this new way of thinking, we think, okay. Well, if it's a, a pill or something like that, it's automatically better than any sort of anything that we did, my grandparents and them did, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, the food stuff, hey, you know, if, if I look on the back on the back of nutrition facts, it got such such percent vitamin A, all this kind of stuff. I know what I'm eating now, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't know what they were eating back then. And um, But in a lot of cases, they ate... A lot better than we did because they didn't eat all this processed stuff. Yeah, and that's, again, allowing somebody else to think for us and to tell us what's good for us because Grandmama Nell knew what was good for us or Great Grandmama Nell. They mm-hmm. knew what was good for us, but we you can't make a whole lot of money based on what they did. And so pharmaceutical companies and doctors and insurance companies, they don't get – in. Out of those three, there's one group that I have a lot more um, warmth toward. <laughs> that I, you know, like doctors, I, I appreciate them, and I think most of them are doing what they believe is best for their patients. But there's just so much money in the medical system that why would somebody encourage you to eat fruits and vegetables? That is, they ain't gonna make no money off of that. Mm-hmm. So like, we just have to think for ourselves and not just think about what others are telling us, you know, oh, you need to eat these um, cookies or these crackers because they have, they're high in fiber and they're low in sugars. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we, Sean and I, <laughs> we are not like some saints in this arena. So we're talking to ourselves as well. We really got to think about it. We really have to think about it. I think that, we're in trouble. We're seriously in trouble these days because so many of us are conditioned to believe what others are telling us about everything. And we're conditioned not to think for ourselves, not to be self-sufficient in our thought processes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's dangerous. It's it's dangerous because it, it just affects so much. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been taught not to trust our bodies, not to trust our intuition, mm-hmm. not to trust what the spirit is telling us about things Mm -hmm. that voice on the inside of us saying this is right for you this is not we're taught to ignore that and to look at the information right 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 you know it's like it seems like all of us should be able to like um how do i say this we should all be able to have lived somehow apart from stuff that at least to some degree so we can kind of really see stuff for how it is and make a decision about how we want to be a part of everything. When you say live apart? I'm saying from like a lot of the systems and whatnot. Just because when you grow up in something, it kind of makes me think about how our kids, you know, they grow up with technology a certain way. And so they just kind of already have these different kinds of expectations about like, you know how I tell you about how whenever our oldest one is working on um, Microsoft Word and y'all, you know, I don't know if we mentioned before, but our oldest daughter has 
so many stories in her head and she's been typing some like a a massive <laughs> straight up novel I guess yeah she says she wants it to have a hundred chapters when it's all said and done good gracious alone and so anyway she'll so she uses Microsoft Word and she's constantly using um you know the various tools of course spell check and the um the the text to speech and all that kind of stuff and of course me I guess I might seem like some sort of old geezer or something like that you know I'm just like you know she need to stop using that stuff it's like she's not gonna really be able to learn how to you know spell I mean she spells fine but you know just using a heavy reliance on all these these technologies and things you know yeah, when she, I was your age and we didn't even have and looks up different words it's like you read her book and it's like how you know what that means? It's like she'll yeah. take a simple word that she put and she'll look at, she'll like find another word, a synonym really? for it. Mm-hmm, like a more robust <laughs> synonym. Oh, <boy. laughs> so she's six years old, but if you read it, you might think you're reading a college student's paper because she uses words like exasperated and sarcastic, um, and, sarcastic and um, so defiantly maybe, and <laughs> maybe <laughs> it, I think it is expanding her vocabulary but anyway I'm kind of <laughs> right yeah so maybe it is helping in a sense but part of me feels like I've always kind of had like a slight aversion for example to stuff like spell check because I felt like at least when we when um if you're like around our age when I'm at 30 so if you're around our age you remember whenever spell check came out on Microsoft Word really you it wasn't always on there? I don't remember. I remember before. I don't remember it always being on there. Unless I'm just like, I don't know, just tripping. But We have to take a poll. Yeah. Uh, but you might be right. Go ahead. But anyway, you know, whenever you're typing and then it underlines the word with that little red squiggly line or whatever, and you right click it. And it's like, oh, like I kind of have had an aversion to that because I kind of feel like sometimes it can be, you know, because sometimes, you know, our tendency as humans is to kind of take the easy route. So a lot of times we won't necessarily, even if you can learn from that experience, we may not necessarily learn from it. We just kind of more so like take the the easy stuff and keep it moving and don't really learn from it. That's at least what I believe. So I've kind of had like an aversion to my child and my children being exposed to that too much. My thought has been to go back to what I was saying you know, like, okay, you need to just straight up learn how to, you need to learn how to type or whatever without any of that stuff. Maybe get somebody to, to proof your stuff. And, you know, this, this word is incorrectly spelled, you know, look it up or something. And then you, you correct, you go look it up. You learn how to spell it. You write it again. And you, instead of just letting the computer go and, you know, what I'm saying is. <laughs> yeah, this is Sean, through and through. Yeah. <laughs> through and through. Sean be like, what y'all out there with lawnmowers for? Y'all need to get y'all some scissors, get on your hands no, no, and knees and cut each blade no, one by one. That's falsehood. But but even though since, she, since Veronica went there, you know, I am, you know, even though I have gotten some help with my grass here and there, like, I am a proponent of. Like, you know, a lot of times we outsource different kind of things like cutting our grass, for example, or at least we might, you know, um, I don't know. It's, but then we might go and get a gym membership. 
because we kind of think that for some reason exercise means that you need to go and lift weights and you need to get on a treadmill but somehow we've divorced exercise from daily living right daily living taking care of like actual life responsibilities and that that is like the more natural way you know we've made we've compartmentalized our um physical fitness into this thing where we've kind of made it primarily unnatural and i'm not i'm not saying that going to the gym is wrong i dare not say that i actually like going to the gym i like that kind of stuff you know but at the same time we have to understand that that is not the only way you call exercise matter of fact it's like a more it's a more manufactured kind of artificial thing that it used to just be that maybe people who were like athletes or maybe people who were um i don't know maybe in the military might be the only type of people who have to like very specifically physically train mm-hmm. for stuff, you know, whereas the average person like, you know, you have a manual labor job, you get exercise, you know, period. So, yeah. so anyway, anyway, well, but what was I saying? So, so sometimes I kind of feel like it would be good for us all to like be able to, learn skills and stuff beforehand before we kind of get to like using all of our technologies and things like that because I think we end up I always kind of think of it this way I feel I feel like we end up being less of humans to be honest when we um when we when we just kind of automatically rely on all of our technologies that kind of take us out of the equation mm-hmm. and we kind of get a, we get a certain kind of I don't know. Spoiled is too strong of a word. What about lazy? Yeah, or lazy. That's kind of a strong word too. But it's it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, it's kind of like, okay, so what are we? What is our real purpose? What are we really here for? Mm-hmm. We, you know, but it's something about being able to produce things from your own hand and kind of know what it takes. For example, to get food, because you know. The food we go and pick up from the grocery store, you don't know everything that goes into that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that you don't know is, you know, that maybe some of the ways that it's being grown or raised or whatever, they're, they're kind of like skipping steps that should be made, mm-hmm. taken. So so it's like you take for granted the fact that, you know, you assume that everything is done right with it. I mean, it's a lot of assumptions in there. I don't, I don't want to go too much, but I, I'll let you say something. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that if we would all do, it would it would be good for all of us if we could take a break from some of these things, like maybe go spend a week on the farm or mm-hmm. go live in the woods for a week or just even just um kind of like isolate yourself at home and say, okay, there, well, I mean, not necessarily isolate, but just kind of, decide that there are going to be certain things that I'm not going to outsource or that I'm not going to, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm going to do for myself, whether it's cleaning my own house or cutting my own grass or, um, you know, just grow, you know, growing a a tomato plant or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I think that it would be wise for us to just take a step and think about how much we rely on somebody else to provide for us. Like I, I think about how um a lot of people, you know, with everything going on and even before, I mean, 
they've been preppers, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. But every a, a lot some people prep because they believe that there's going to be a time when you know the grocery store shelves are bare and people going to be fighting over food and people going to be you know attacking folks trying to get their food and all this stuff and you know it's a possibility but even outside well okay not going to say that so that's a possibility but what if everybody had this self-sufficiency mindset like i'm you know i always got cans in the in the in the um cat thing you know it might be cans that you bought from the grocery store or it might be cans of food that you canned yourself if everybody had a garden in their backyard say you know i you know i'm i still go to the grocery store for most of my stuff but i'm always going to be planting something and, and this is how the this is how our grandparents generation thought right like they they always had a little garden on the side of the house or they always had food put up as you know, Miss Jessie from church would say, you know, I, I got she like she always has food put up. Mm-hmm. You can probably go in her house at any time and she's going to have like, you know, freezer full of food and jars of food because they had a mindset that even though I can go to the grocery store, I would never be caught without my own food. And mm-hmm. I think that we just had to think like that. If everybody had that, there would be no concerns. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to come to your house trying to take your food if everybody already had prepared their own food. And so I think that we all just need to think about that. How prepared am I? Just in case, you know, let's say there was a snowstorm that, you know, some, you know, 2020 has been has shown us that anything is possible. There could be some huge snowstorm and you'd be snowed in your house for several days or, you know, whatever. Would would you be all right? Or would you have to wait for the National Guard to come and bring you a food box? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but like we don't wanna just be like, you know, just out there, just vulnerable, like we can't do nothing for ourselves. You know, you're going to have to come feed me if, if anything go down. Right. And so I think, um, you know, again, we're, we're, we're not just talking to those who are listening. This is us. Cause you know, I, I'm interested to hear what you would think in terms of how prepared are we? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess on that note, of course, you know, of course, you know, and maybe some of y'all listening know, you know, we we garden um, pretty extensively. I mean, there's still some gaps in what we do, like as far as like, quote, putting up food. That's something that we haven't really mastered very much. But um, we we grow, you know, we as far as we're still trying to work on the most abundant thing we had this year, for example, was jalapeno peppers, <laughs> you yeah. know, and so there's not there's not too much of meals that you can make off of hot peppers. But if you're starving, you might be able to, you know, right. survive off of some. Right. And if you got some greens, I mean, you know, now we know how to make a mean pepper sauce. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, you have plenty of pepper, pepper sauce in pe- um, pickled peppers for some greens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also did just recently harvest some sweet potatoes too, which of course those take all season to grow. But, um, we actually got a decent harvest this year, pretty mm-hmm. decent. Um, but yeah, so we haven't we haven't really gone a whole lot into the whole putting stuff up kind of thing. 
Um, and when we talk about, you mentioned like how self-sufficient are we, you mentioned, you know, we kind of been talking about just health stuff too, like in the sense of like, um, healthcare and all that, like, or we could probably even do better with how we take care of ourselves. Too. Yeah, we definitely can. You know, I mean, exercise is a thing for me, which um, exercise and eating generally well. I think our diets are decent. We always eating vegetables and things like that. You know, sometimes we kind of got that sweet tooth a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I mean, I think we I think we do OK exercise wise. You know, I really like to exercise the past few weeks, like probably like three or four weeks is just been a bust because um I just recently started to do tutoring on virtual you know, virtual tutoring for kids and, and that's kinda like really throwing me off but usually I always get something in. Um but that getting more consistent with exercise and with sleep is probably like the key stuff for me. My diet actually has been better in recent days because I've been more intentional about cooking food rather than picking it up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, from the standpoint of producing it ourselves and whatnot, um, and, and, and being more in charge of our own health and things like that. We're, I think I say that we're on the path. Yeah, we're on the path. And so I guess saying that don't look at Sean and I like some shining stars. Right. We, um, we got a ways to go. We're, we're, I guess, more mindful and we're working toward it. And I think that everybody, you know, wherever you are, I think that we all can take one step toward being more self-sufficient. I think that, you know, some people might think it's not necessary, but like by what standards? Like we, we just can't get to where we're so comfortable and we just assume everything gonna always be there for us. Like mm-hmm. It's just not a smart thing. It's like, just like you don't, um, go about living life without insurance, health insurance and car insurance and homeowners insurance and all this stuff. Like go ahead and, and get you some vegetable insurance, get you a few cans of vegetables, mm-hmm. few, few bags of beans stored up and, um, learn how to grow something, learn how to do a few things for yourself, you know, learn how to go in your backyard and find food. Even if you don't have a garden, mm-hmm. did you know you can cook dandelions? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you know you can eat pine needles? That's um, something that we bought a few um, edible, wild edible food books. And our daughter, our six-year-old, is really taken to those books and she studies them. Mm-hmm. And she's always saying, Mommy, you know you can boil pine needles and let it dry and grind it up and make a flower out of it. Or you can make a healthy tea out of it. Or the bark of this plant is good for this thing you can you can make jelly out of rose hips and you know it's just all these different things that she's learning um let's all be able to at least you know go in the in the backyard and and know how to identify dandelions so you can cook them you know if, if what comes to what you just let that your 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 um your yard come up and <laughs> go pick you some dandelions <laughs> now if you've been spraying um True oh, yeah. green or whatever on your yard, you know. Then you don't you know, want to do <laughs> don't that. do that. But if you you know like us and just kind of have a natural yard, you you can probably get you some food out of that yard. Don't 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 kill those those dandelions. It might be you might need them one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could even do something like I mean you could plant 
you know, fruit trees or, you know, nut trees. I mean, some of that stuff takes a while to produce, but. Yeah, you be, don't wait on those fruit trees. You'd be waiting a few years, but. Right. But I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you can, you just kind of need to know it's going to be like long game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, you just kind of think you go to the grocery store, for example, like even I say like strawberries. You go to the grocery store and you buy a, a, a container of those for like when they're on sale. I think it's like um, four dollars. Yeah, or sometimes it's two for five. But anyway, but then if you get if you grow strawberry plants in your yard, and I think we're about to be close to time. Um, those plants live. I, I think they can live for up to three years if you take good care of them and make sure that you keep the birds from eating all your strawberries. Then I mean. You know, three years from from strawberry plants, you know, and then your stuff is going to be a lot healthier and probably a lot tastier, too, because sometimes those strawberries are strawberry at the store. They're, on, they're strawberries in form only. Mm-hmm. They, they're totally, totally devoid of taste. Mm-hmm. They probably don't have any nutrients either. <laughs> right. Exactly. They probably don't. You know, they, you know, they'd be too crunchy and stuff anyway. But, um, you know, and I say this like. When we've been talking about self-sufficiency in this podcast, we have like only scratched the surface because it's, you know, you can go to the, to the all the way to the end of living off the grid. You know, people who produce their own electricity, people yeah, who have wells, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, so much more people who make their own clothes. You know, and again, you know, some might be like, man, see, that's too much, you know, and I don't know exactly if I would necessarily go that to that extent but i have respect for people who have these skills it's too much <laughs> until you got a, a a grid failure when um the 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 grid fails and all the power goes out then you're gonna be looking at those folks over there who still got lights and wondering what's mm-hmm. going on over there mm-hmm. so like it's too much when you got everything but it's not too much if if stuff happens and i mean i'm i don't i'm not gonna be gloom and doom but it's possible so hey yeah, yeah you know so i'm gonna let you close since you open well yeah yeah so y'all holler at us share 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 and comment let us know how you are being self-sufficient or what you think about self-sufficiency if it's all boo-boo let us know that too <laughs> <laughs> sorry for anyone i may have finished the word boo-boo all right y'all <laughs>